0: Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast, where we talk about all genres of rock and alternatives. So sit back, relax, have a drink, and enjoy the Freeform Rock Podcast. Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today we have Lee Gershman on here. Say hi, Lee. Hey, how you doing, Mark? I'm doing great, man. We're going to do a great album, uh... We were planning on doing OU812, but I was told I I love Sammy too much and I need to stay away from him for a while.
1: Uh, that that almost sounds like K-O-Pectate, like, <laughs> hey man, you've been eating too much K-O-Pectate. Try a regular carrot cake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was told, uh, I don't know how much you love Sammy, how many times have you said it? And I go, yeah, maybe I should stay away from OU812 and some Sammy reviews for a while. And I'm not talking about them right now. I'm just saying this is what we were gonna do. And then I said, let's do a Led Zeppelin album. Let's do House uh, Physical Graffiti. I almost said Houses of the Holy. That song is on here, though. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I I I I make that same mistake when I talk about Megadeth or Metallica. Uh-huh. I mean Metallica, but I'll say Megadeth and vice versa. So <laughs> I do the same sort of problem.
0: Confusing, they're almost spelled the same.
1: <laughs> <laughs> almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, let's let's get... it. How did you get into Led Zeppelin, Lee?
1: Oh, well, when it comes to... When I first got into Led Zeppelin, wow, this is like... Mm, oh, long ago. I mean, I first heard of them when I was just a really little kid. Maybe about, like, five. But then I finally got to hear one of their albums when I there was like a garage sale and um, this was when I was about like maybe six or seven and and the guy had Led Zeppelin too and so I bought it and I heard it and and then from there on I was like hmm they're an interesting band and then um from there on Later, KTIM, the radio station in our neighborhood, played Kashmir from Physical Graffiti and this was like maybe either right before the album came out or right during, but they played this long song and so that was my second foray into hearing Led Zeppelin and then from there on I was into a lot of their stuff. But I would say at that time, the first album that I had had of Led Zeppelin was Led Zeppelin Two. And then later on, I got into their other work. But they became, for a while, my favorite band along with KISS, back when I was in junior high school. KISS and Led Zeppelin were my two favorite groups.
0: Yeah, I got into this band late because I was always into the like the cock rock, hair metal, Dokken, Def Leopard, you know stuff like that since I was like thirteen. And before mm. and then uh, bring this up now. Yes, I like Wham. And I'm I just need to say condolences to George Michael's family. He passed away yesterday on Christmas. And I, I really do love Wham. And I probably will do a podcast on him. <laughs>
1: oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to say that. But the music I was in back when I was a kid was like. Death Leopard, uh, Wham, you know John Mellencamp. I still listen to all the bands that I was when I, I was a kid. Uh, never like Air Supply or stuff like that. So <laughs>
1: uh, that's a good sign.
0: <laughs> so I got into Zeppelin when I started working at In and Out Burger when I was sixteen. My uh, my friend, who I still know today, he still works there. Actually, he's like a cookout trailer driver now, manager, and uh, oh. He uh he got me into Metallica, Kill 'Em All, and then he said now you need to listen to Zeppelin. I said I know Zeppelin, and he says yeah, but you you don't have any Zeppelin on your CDs. Go, let's go to a Tower and go buy it. So I, I he said get physical graffiti. So we got physical graffiti, and by the first guitar riff, I was hooked. Freaking loved it, man. And then I just went back and bought all their shit. And I lo- I knew Stairway to Heaven. I knew this album cover on vinyl when I was a kid because my the lady used to watch me, her son had this album, and I used to, like, like, just, like, staring at it and trying to see if there's people in the windows, you know? <laughs>
1: I thought it was, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think this
0: is the most iconic album cover ever. You know, this oh, is, Oh, like, yeah. This is one of my all-time favorite album covers, man. I love
1: yeah. it. Uh, yeah, with me, when... Yeah, when I first heard Physical Graffiti, well i lived next door to a guy named guy covington who was a record executive for mca records so imagine me being a record lover having a next door neighbor who is a record executive i used to visit him a lot and he used to play me um he didn't always play me stuff from mca he played me stuff that he liked but he would play me stuff on his good system that would and he would play it loud and one of the albums that he played was physical graffiti and so I heard it pretty much maybe the year that it came out or maybe a year after or something but when when you listen to it on a good sound system on vinyl that was back then that was the album you know there's very few albums that I had heard that matched. The greatness of that album at that time, there's only a few, but Physical Graffiti was like, to me, that was kind of like, if 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 you usually go to McDonald's and get, like, Big Macs, and then all of a sudden you get to eat a fancy steak at this great restaurant, to me, Physical Graffiti was kind of like the fancy steak of rock as opposed to groups that were okay, but they were like McDonald's in comparison.
0: Yeah, fast food to, uh, like, a fancy restaurant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This To me. Yeah, this this band is freaking awesome, man. I've, I've been in love with them for a while, man. Since I got into them, I have never been out. of them. You know, I got all the CDs, bought a lot of the remasters that Paige just did, even this one, and it's got a lot of... The, like Coke and something, and it's like oh,
1: yeah. original songs. What is it called?
0: He's all brandy and um, Coke. You know the early version of Trampled Underfoot. Oh yeah, and it's got in my Jimmy time. Jimmy Page, rough mix. Sorry. It's really really good. Driving Through Cashmere, rough orchestra mix. Oh yeah, mix. yeah,
1: yeah. I haven't heard a lot of that stuff, um, but but yeah. But Jimmy Page was one of the great producers of. Of a group, it's like for him to produce Led Zeppelin the way he did, and that he keeps it sounding fresh. It's not like a lot of groups, where after a while, their remasters sound faint or faded, <laughs> and they don't sound so great. And Led uh, Led Zeppelin, they, they I mean, like for instance, I'll I'll just say quickly, "In a Gadda Da Vida" by Iron Butterfly. I had the original album. And that, a lot of that sounded really great, but then it sounded like it was old tapes by the time that it got onto CD. And so Led Zeppelin though, they always managed to make everything that they did sound fresh. Like Jimmy Page keeps getting on the producers to make the sound continually fresh and and like it was recorded yesterday. So he's pretty on top of it, I thought. Yeah.
0: He does it himself. He does all the remastering himself. So, Yeah. And the thing is, you, you spoke of, like, bad, bad um, remasters. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the Megadeth remasters. They sound like crap. <laughs> they
1: sound like uh, Wildness Wars uh, okay. shit. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that would break my heart to hear a bad Megadeth remaster. That would be, like a woman who when i kissed her she no longer tasted good. Yeah. It would be like sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, the 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 newer Megadeth remasters are terrible. They're they're turned up, you know, like the loudness wars where let's make my album louder. You know, leave it alone, man. Jimmy Page yeah. didn't do that. He kept the volume levels where you could hear the music, you know.
1: Oh. He's he's one of my favorite musicians of all time. Yeah.
0: Well, let's get into this album. It came out in... I had it up, I had it written down and I lost it. It came out in February 24th, 1975. Mm. I was five when this thing, thing came out.
1: <laughs> I was either nine or ten. Yep.
0: So we'll get into the first track on side one. Uh, Custard Pie, what do you think of this track?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, when this song comes on, it's an introduction where the master of ceremony informs you of the awesome album you're going to be hearing. It's one of my favorites, not just for the song, but because of the context. It's one of the most perfect first songs on an album.
0: Yeah, man, when that guitar riff comes in, that's what hooked me when I heard that da and then you hear John Paul Jones going, and it's like, and then freaking Bonzo kicks in with those heavy drums, and then freaking Plant's voice comes in, and it's like, yeah, we're in for a ride. And this yeah. song is so classic, man. I think there's it's not one bad song, or not one song that I don't think hasn't been played on the radio
1: <laughs> of this album. Oh man. yeah,
0: even the instrumental has been played on the radio.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a that's a rarity.
0: Yeah, and then we get into track number two, which I I just found out today, it was an outtake from Houses of the Holy. So I'm wondering, I'll probably be asking this question throughout the whole whole album, because I did a review with Terrence on uh, uh, Houses of the Holy, and I hate the crunch. And I'm going, any of these songs that were on Houses of the Holy outtakes could have replaced the crunch, easily.
1: (laughs) Huh. Um, I I will say that for me the crunch it it, it kind of reminds me of like if a guy's trying to dance and he's drunk and instead of drinking alcohol he drank acid and he's like (laughs) it's like so I like it because it's so crazy but but not necessarily because it's a it's such a great song but there's other songs of Led Zeppelin that I like less. But I do like the fact that it's so weird. It, but that's just me.
0: It's weird and they should blow up that bridge instead of looking for it, like I told Terrence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's a cool line. In fact, yeah, if I ever do a do a mix um, song list of Houses of the Holy, I might eliminate the crunch and put in The Rover. That's a good idea.
0: (laughs) Yep. Well, we get into track number two that you just said, The Rover. What do you think of this one?
1: Oh, yeah. Now, this is one of the best second songs off of an album. It's songs like this that made Led Zeppelin the number one group at that time. This album was so far above what most groups were doing at that time. And Jimmy Page is my favorite guitarist. And this song shows a lot of why.
0: Yeah, it's a great song, man. It's like, I love the vocals on this track. And it's got like a frickin' groove that Jimmy's just laying down with Bonham frickin'. And then you got John Paul Jones. And, like, oh, yeah. guess this band is just so tight. You could see why they didn't want to go on when Bonham died. You know, it's like they're one, they breathe out of one lung, you know.
1: I'm like I, I, I would have I would have probably um felt very, very bad if they had continued without Bonham um because they, they just well I I won't get into it too much, but I think that in through the outdoor that was kinda like a little less interesting than their other albums, so I think that it was a good time for them to end anyway even if Bonham died or not. I think that they they um, were at their peak and they ended before they got bad, to me. Well,
0: then they had to release Coda. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't mind Coda that much. I mean, um, if they had another one called Coca, so that you could put coca Coda. But they didn't do that.
0: Yeah, we're good. I I love the rover. I love the chorus. If if we could just join hands, man. He he sounds like a liberal on this song, but, you know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Liberals want you to join hands and then they'll stab you in the back at the same time.
1: (laughs) Uh, Sounds like an old girlfriend. Yeah,
0: but if we get in to track number three, In My Time of Dying, what do you think about this?
1: oh yeah well this sucker needs to be played loud the beginning part with the slow guitar might make people think come on and hurry up with the jam already but this is an old blues tune and if you hear a more traditional version of the song then the slow part makes sense but then you get to the fast part which is just killer and it's just one of those songs that, um, it's one of my favorites. It's like finding Kate Moss, Cindy Crawford, Christy Brinkley, and Sophie Simmons are following me on Twitter instead of the other way around. It's that exciting.
0: Or sending you pictures with their shirts tucked in.
1: Oh, <laughs> fuck. Oh, of course. But but, 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 but but you don't want me to get too excited because yeah. I need to keep doing a review i don't want to go uh, 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 throughout the rest of it
0: yeah, in my time of dying i've told everybody my ex-wives or whatever i said i want this song played at my funeral after amazing grace I go, wow because i love it how he goes he says jesus meet me up in the air if my wings should fail me lord meet me with another pair that is just so awesome man that they're acknowledging god in this song i love it
1: <laughs> you know? well, well yeah um um Bob Dylan did a version of this song on his first album, by right. the way. Um it's 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 a great song and they really do a respectful version of it.
0: It says they wrote it, I guess they stole it.
1: <laughs> uh at that time, um it just happened to be with blues songs that no longer had any kind of copyright thing going on, people could take them and consider it to be um, you know, like their own. But no. Um this was a traditional tune. But but the fast jamming part is very much unlike the original They added. So to it. So, so yeah, so in a sense they did write a lot of
0: it. Yeah, and then we uh turn over the record to side too which starts with uh, Houses of the Holy, which I another thing could have replaced the crunch, is also a Houses of the Holy outtake. So what do you think about Houses of the Holy?
1: Okay, well this song works perfectly on here, but I'm wondering how it would have worked on the album Houses of the Holy. But this is another one of my favorites. Yeah. I so agree. yeah, now that you mentioned the thing about the crunch, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, Houses of the Holy could replace the crunch.
0: Yeah, I think anything on this album that says was from that outtake could replace the crunch,
1: man. In I fact,
0: heard.
1: that's my that's my new song. It, it replaces the crunch.
0: <laughs> Call it spit,
1: crunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, holy shit, fucking Lee Grissman. Turd Crunch. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> oh, man, I love this song. I like the beginning, da na 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 da na 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 and of what, shh, shh, you know. I reckon, um, oh yeah. Robert Plant's voice is so mild on this song until the end. He goes, "Let me take it, take it to the movies." And then yeah. he gets really high. I just freaking love it when he just he kicks it in the gear at the end, man. It's freaking great. It
1: song. sounds kind of like Robin Zander, how he starts out kind of mellow and cheap trick sometimes and then at the later part of the song he gets really intense
0: Yeah, they the great singers man they could change their octave and their range in the middle of a song man I love oh, it yeah. I love Robin Zander I tried to show my girlfriend they were playing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame I haven't watched her yet I said watch it she was just on her phone <laughs> and I go oh man oh. and I put up on Facebook one of the best live bands ever my girlfriend trying to get to watch my girlfriend to watch it's like pulling teeth <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, was, and she said, you put that up? I go,
1: yeah, you suck. <laughs> you mean she doesn't like it?
0: She doesn't really care for it. She's more into country. Like, she wants me to do a podcast on country guy, Chris Stapleton. I go, I don't do country, man. <laughs> she said,
1: don't do me I've never even heard Chris Stapleton. <laughs> yeah. So to me, it's like staple him to staple my forehead to the wall before I do Stapleton. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't care for it man. And then we get to track number, <laughs> uh, the second track on side two, which is Trampled Underfoot. What do you think of this one?
1: Oh, yeah. This was John Paul Jones' favorite song on this album, and it's easy to see why. He's all it's over It's one of my favorites, too. I would love to do a cover version of this one day.
0: Yeah, he, uh, John Paul Jones is all over the song with freaking. uh, the organ and the bass and the background vocals, man. He's all over this song. This is probably why it's his favorite one. Oh, yeah. John Paul Jones is like the, uh, what do you call it? the glue. I, I call him the glue. He keeps this yeah. band. He's the unsung member of this band. You know, the other three get all the accolades. But he does just as much or if more than they do on, the, on oh, the, yeah. in,
1: in these songs. In fact, some of his solo stuff, um, if you... Ever get a chance to hear some of the solo stuff that he's done? Um, relatively recently, he's still very, very hot. And he does really kick-ass music still.
0: Yeah, have you heard uh, he did a band with Josh Homme, Jave Grohl, called uh, Them Crooked Vultures
1: a few years back? Um, that I haven't heard. But yeah. I, I, after, after we do this review, I'm going to check him out.
0: Yeah, it's a three man power trio. Josh Homey on guitar from Queens of the Stone Age and Caius. And then you got Dave Grohl on drums, you know, from Nirvana and Foo Fighters. That
1: know? sounds that sounds like a totally bitchin' combo. Yeah,
0: and Jalpa Jones on bass. It's
1: wow. A, yeah,
0: it's a great album, dude. It's a great, great album. Okay. And then we, uh, Trampled Underfoot. I love the freaking guitar. Dun, dun, dun. The freaking riffage and, and uh, freaking, uh, the way Robert Plant singing, the guitar's just going right in the background with little leads here. Frickin' Jimmy Page is just a genius, man. Love this freaking song, man. And then we, <laughs> then we get on to the last song, and then freaking oh, when the keyboards come in with John Paul Jones. Scho- <clears throat> and then frickin' uh, Robert Plant howling. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's freaking just awesome. The keyboard solo, freaking John Paul Jones is incendiary on this song. Man. I love it. <laughs> and Yeah. And then we get into the bitchin' song of all time. Track number six at Inside Two. Cashmere. What do you think of this
1: one? Uh you said bitchin? Yeah. I'll say bitch. Um this is the one dud. Oh, wow. I know it's John Bonham's favorite song on here and it's got an iconic status like stairway to heaven but to me it's just nine minutes of drudge i mean i'd rather listen to this than debbie boone's you light up my life oh wow (laughs) but but (laughs) yeah anything but it's not terrible but it's just too bare bones for me like they were rehearsing a song that was underdeveloped and decided to put it on the album anyway uh i mean it's the first song that I heard from this album, and I don't hate it, but it just, I mean, it, it just kind of, um, if you listen to it, it just kind of goes like da da da, da da da, da da da, da da da, kind of like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, over and over again. And after a while, it just seemed like it could have been a little bit more, something more to it. But that's just me.
0: There's a lot of changes in the middle of this song. The drum beat starts to change. The guitar solo, and his voice. Oh. This is moaning. I just love. It. Ooh yeah yeah. I just, I just oh, love okay. this song. It's, it's
1: great. It used to be oh, a great song. No to get problem. Stoned I'm to. I'm the only I'm the only guy in the world who doesn't like it. Yeah. So 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 you know you can say, um Led Zeppelin Physical Graffiti, album review with martian from the planet who who knows you know
0: it sounds like you like the crunch better so take cashmere (laughs) take the crunch and replace
1: cashmere oh actually that that's that's a yeah kind of that's that's strange you should take
0: you should take some albums and make playlist on what songs should have been on what albums. <laughs>
1: yeah, hey, and, and if Jimmy Page and Robert Plant... Well, I like Jimmy Page, so I might not want to bother him, but Robert Plant, I hear he's always kind of been sort of a hoity-toit. I might bother him and do a Led Zeppelin playlist and keep tweeting him.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then we get
0: onto the uh, side... 3 on the second out. This is a double record set back yep. then. Song starts uh, side 3, which is In the Light. What do you think of this one?
1: Oh yeah, well, this song is cool because it's just so different. I'm not going to say it's either a favorite or a non-favorite. It exists in its own realm beyond um, categorization. But I really dig it. Anyone who thinks KISS did the soft to heavy vibe best in songs like I Want You or Paul Stanley's solo song Tonight You Belong To Me, in my opinion Led Zeppelin tops that style within the light. Uh, but it has to be played loud.
0: Yeah, this this song is awesome with John Paul Jones and those, the Hammond organ again. Man, freaking great sounding, and I like how it just. And if you feel
1: it, you know, it's just. Oh like,
0: yeah. Okay, like it just comes in so freaking awesome, and then the song, when Bonham kicks in, he goes, "Donut, donut, goes hey, babe, did you ever believe that I would leave you?" I freaking. Oh just yeah. Love that, it's... man. This is a freaking great all-around song. One of my all-time favorite Zeppelin songs. Wow. Again, it's it's a perfect song, man. It's not pop, it's not rock, it's just Zeppelin, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's true. Zeppelin it's should its have their own, own, own thing totally.
0: Zeppelin should have their own music genre. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Just like Rush. I think these two bands are far above anybody else ever. It's just me.
1: Oh, yeah, well, um, yeah. I I I like um I well, I don't There were some albums of Rush that I don't have, but there are blocks of albums that I did have, like, their middle period with, um, albums like, um, well, Signals and up to Power Windows, and I love Power Windows. Nice. But, but anyway, you, you know, um, stuff like that during that period. That was my favorite period of Rush, but I love their first album with John Rutsey on drums too.
0: Yeah, I was sad they didn't put him in the Hall of Fame. You know.
1: Like, yeah.
0: Fuck the Hall of Fame. Put in Tupac.
1: <laughs> they got their
0: token what? rapper in there this year again.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: It's like in the '80s when you ha- when the when the white family had the token black guy, now they have the token rapper in the Hall of Fame.
1: <laughs> oh yuck.
0: Or in the black families, just to go forward, like, what, Family Matters? They had a token white friend.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, oh. He, uh, huh. Same thing with the Cosby Show. There was a token white guy who came in there once in a while, you know?
1: <laughs> oh, oh. Are, are you saying that, in, in, in a sense, that that John Rutsey was the token player in Rush?
0: <laughs> I guess so, I guess that's what they treated him as. But he started oh, the band. Oh, yeah. They sh- he should have yeah. been in the Hall of Fame. That album was awesome. Yeah, without yeah. that album, we wouldn't have had Rush. Yes, even though Neil yeah. Peart is my favorite drummer, and I would never want Rutsy to play on any of his stuff, but Rutsy really kicked off, kicked off Rush in a nice way. Got the wheels he, on.
1: Yeah, I, um, to me Neil Peart is like he's a guy I would write a letter to to tell him I loved his music, but. I would probably be afraid to talk to him in person, because he might say, get along, little boy.
0: Yeah. Well, I heard Neil Peart doesn't really talk to the fans. He lets uh, Geddy and Alex do that. He runs away after the shows. He's not really yeah. uh, a guy who likes to talk. He does because yeah. the thing is, it's not because he's being a jerk. He doesn't like praise. He doesn't want people to sit there and put him on a pedestal, because all they do is tell him, oh, you're the best drummer ever. Oh, you're, God. you're great. You're great. He says he doesn't want to hear that. He just wants to make his music and leave, you know.
1: Yeah. I would I would sit down on his bed and keep him there and say, Hey you fucker, listen to me. <laughs> You're my favorite drummer. Shut up. Listen. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. But...
0: Yeah. And then we get into track number eight, uh Braun Ryar. I don't know if I said that right. It's Paige says that when
1: three Good alt-tech. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. It's a cool acoustic tune. It sort of serves as an appetizer between songs and a way for Jimmy Page to have solo time. But I dig it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I love that. I love the little instrumental. It's a little acoustic ditty. You know, you could tell it's from Zeppelin 3. Zeppelin 3 was mostly an acoustic album. You know, it's a great album, great song, great instrumental. And then we get into track 9, which I think is the weirdest song ever by Zeppelin, but I love it. Down by the seaside. So
1: <laughs> what do you think about this song? <laughs> well, um, we agree. I was going to say this is a stoner song, yeah. <laughs> if there ever was one. I could actually imagine Neil Young doing this song on his album On the Beach. Yeah, It could have been, rep- been uh, or it, it could have replaced the song Motion Pictures on that album by him. This is a cool song. I really like it. It is very, very weird, but I like it because of that.
0: Yeah, it's weird, but then towards the end, it just starts, when it goes so far away, you can still do Twist, and it just, it just keeps going, and it just rhythm, and then it goes back down to this again, and freaking, I love it, man. It keeps, oh, yeah. It keeps you interested the whole song, you go, oh, man, is this song going to be this way the whole way, and then all of a sudden, it starts... Kicking into high gear and it goes back down again. I love that man. It keeps you. Yeah, going.
1: yeah, I I really do.
0: When, like the drums start and then the whole rhythm just changes. Yeah, dun dun dun, dun 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 dun. It's like yeah. freaking great. Freaking two songs in one, I think.
1: <laughs> and it and it kind of makes me feel like if 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 I were on the beach with with someone and we were yeah. playing at the beach. This song would be a perfect song for it.
0: This one in Beautiful Girls by Van Halen. Beach songs, man.
1: Oh, okay. You no, know,
0: I'm on a seaside sit just smoking and drinking on
1: ringside. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh okay. Um yeah. Um Beautiful yeah. Girls is is well I'll have to listen to it in that context because um it's 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 one of my On a scale of one to ten it's it's about maybe a 7.5 it's it's good enough but not perfect but not bad but that's just me
0: yeah and then we get into side three closer which is my favorite song off this whole album 10 years gone what do you think of this one
1: um well this song is okay it's not my favorite but i like it more than cashmere Mm -hmm. but I'll say it's the other song that seems not quite on par with most of the album only because it's a little too mellow for my taste. But they play very well on it so it's not filler. Mm -hmm. But I sometimes skip it when I'm listening to the album. Sorry.
0: Yeah, the live versions
1: are way better. Okay, well then I'll have to listen to the live version because believe it or not there are sometimes I hear it and I like it better than others but yeah. I'm always torn between it because I can never get a handle on whether I really like it or not and so I decided to say, well after years and years I'll finally say that it's okay.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But I but I just, not
0: I love the riff where in the beginning it goes, dun 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 and it just goes yellow yeah. and then... Robert's yeah. voice is mellow and then at the end he goes
2: I'm never gonna leave ya
0: you know he gets a high tone yeah
2: it's
1: it's a, a lot of people I know like it I'm I'm it's like Kashmir in the sense that I'm probably the only guy I know who doesn't love it
0: yeah. so
1: I'm kind of the alien of that
0: yeah it, I, I love this song and then we uh go to a, Uh, turn it over to side four and we start off with night flight what do you think of this song
1: I love this song I could imagine Leo Sayer doing a good version of this believe it or not (laughs) yeah 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 I uh, oh come on meet me in the morning you know I could I mean mean, he'd have to have a good group to do it but I could imagine him doing it <laughs> that, that's that's maybe I'm a little too drunk now, but no, that's that's how I feel. I, I feel know. that 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 his voice, he could do a good version of it. I think.
0: I think on this song, John Bonham shines with the drums, man. The groove that he has, freaking oh, meet me in the morning. beat me Oh in yeah, me in the and the uh, the organ again with John Paul Jones, man. The little drum rolls he goes when he says meet me in the middle of the night. John Bonham goes. Bum, 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 bum. I love it, man. It's just like, it's not too wild, and it, but he just keeps the beat going on this song. I love it. Oh, yeah. And then we get into the Wonton song. What do you think of this one?
1: Right. It's sort the of Watan like... song. Is it Wonton? How do you say it? I would say Wonton. I okay. have no idea.
0: Okay, because I, I had <laughs> an episode where I said caress instead of... I said caress instead of caress for Rush, and I got but beat
1: crap out of me. (laughs) Especially Uh, the
0: rich man.
1: Okay. (laughs) Well, anyway, it's sort of like an imitation of Trampled Underfoot, but that isn't to say that's bad. I've always liked this song, but of the songs that I like, this is the closest to filler, but that just means it's good filler. So I'm not saying it's a filler tune, but I'm saying of the songs that are among my favorite, this might be um, the least favorite of those, but it's still a very good tune.
0: Yeah, it's a good tune, and I can see it. It looks like the bastard child of uh, Trampled Underfoot. I like it, man. This is. But did he have that freaking uh, what is it? The organ where it goes. Doo, 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 doo. I love it, man. It, it's oh, a good song. Oh yeah. I like it, man. It. It's not one of my favorites off the album, but it's still good rocking, you know, I don't want really to yeah. skip it. And then we get to track number seven, Boogie with Stu, which I found out they that uh I guess Richie Valens did this song.
1: Um, this is weird because um I think well I don't know about that, but I from what I hear that Richie Valens' mother was, she was saying that that she never got royalties for Ritchie Valens songs. And so Led Zeppelin decided to help her by giving her co-credit on this song. But I'll have to look it up even further because I I have no idea whether or not Ritchie Valens did this song.
0: Well, if you you watch La Bamba, that's where I remembered it from. They did this song in La Bamba.
1: Oh, okay. Then there may be something to it.
0: Yeah, and... uh, and, Okay, go ahead.
1: (laughs) Oh, I was... Oh, okay, well, I was just going to say I love it. It's Totally Great Drinking With Your Buddies bar song.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, What is he playing in there? Is it a ukulele, or what is it?
1: Um, It... Well, um it it sounds like um a rinky tink like bar band piano. Like yeah. like maybe maybe an old style player piano from the twenties or something.
0: Yeah.
1: I and l- that's I love Ian it. Stewart, who played with the Stones too. He was on it. Yeah, it says Ian Stewart on the songwriting thing. And I too. think that's why they called it Boogie with Stew.
0: Yeah, it's a great song, I like it, and yeah, I read the same thing about, she never got any royalties, so they gave her royalties off this song, I guess. Yeah. And then we get into track number 14, which is Black Country Woman, what do you think of this one?
1: Oh yeah, well, I don't know if you've ever heard Ian Matthews' solo stuff, but I could imagine him doing a good version of this. This is a great example of heavy folk rock. I love it.
0: Yeah, it sounds like this could have been on uh, Zeppelin 3, but it was actually Houses of the Holy Outtake. Yeah.
1: Well, I... yeah, um, I would have liked it better on Led Zeppelin 3 because um, I I have what you might call a not-so-popular opinion and that I don't really care for a lot of the acoustic stuff on Led Zeppelin 3. I'm just not a fan of it and I find it to be one of their l- less good albums. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah, so I've... any song, any song that was an outtake from from it would work would work better, I think.
0: Well, this is from House of the Holy, but I it sounded more like it could have been from
1: Zeppelin 3, but well I yeah, but but I I, I will say that it, it probably would have worked better on Led Zeppelin th- three than any of the Led Zeppelin three songs, sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then we uh yeah, I like the song, man. I I said, You didn't have to leave me with that button on my face <laughs> you know, I like to be <laughs> so,
1: Oh yeah, yeah Drugs come <laughs> in and
0: it's just like he's bitching. And then we get into the last song of the album. I think it's a great album, Ender's sick again. What do you think of
1: this? Yeah, well, this sounds almost like Led Zeppelin recorded it in concert. It has a live feel to it. I like it. It's the song most people don't know, but I like it.
0: Yeah, it's a very awesome deep track and I Bonzo just kicks ass on the drums on this song, man. And same thing with the solo. With Jimmy Page oh, yeah. and I I love the gr- the rough sounding voice of a uh, plant and freaking uh Freaking John yep. Paul Jones there with the backbeat with the bass—it's freaking awesome, man. Great album wow. ender to a great yep. freaking. Fr- this is my first Zeppelin album I ever bought, so I love this album. Sentimental value, but it's freaking—it's wow. there though. It's great. I love it.
1: Well, yeah, definitely. This mm-hmm. is like, um, even though it wasn't my first Zeppelin album that I bought, I would think it—it it should be most people's first album if they were to just all of a sudden hear of Led Zeppelin and want to buy a first album
0: yeah okay what Jimmy Page is playing on that it could have been uh, John Paul Jones or Jimmy Page because they're credited with playing the mandolin so I think it was a mandolin on uh, uh, black country woman that that I was listening to
1: Oh, okay. And John Paul so, Jones,
0: man, this guy, look what he played on. a Bass guitar, organ, acoustic, electric piano, mellotron, guitar, mandolin, VCS3, synthesizer, horn, Oh, yeah. Uh, Horner, clavette, Hammond organs, and, and string arrangements.
1: Oh, he's, um, he could definitely probably do a solo album where he plays all the instruments. Yeah, and he, it would probably be a good album.
0: Do a Steve Vai or Joe Satriani thing,
1: huh? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, kind of. Um, More, to me, more Steve Vai, I find that Joe Satriani, he's kind of gone hill, um, gone downhill. After, well, I liked, I think, didn't he do Surfing with the Alien? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I liked that period. That's Satriani. Yeah, yeah, of Satriani, and then after that, I kind of find, uh, he's okay, but I wouldn't walk ten blocks to see him. I would walk maybe two blocks, but not ten.
0: I saw him on the Flying in the Blue Dream album, the one where he had some singing on it. And it was an amazing show. Oh, okay.
1: It's really good.
0: He's really good live. He could really play that guitar, man. Yeah.
1: Okay, then, then I'll I'll wait until I I hear some of that album, and then I'll think... It's like but, yeah.
0: I, It's like I was saying, John Paul Jones, Jimmy Page, all he plays is electric, acoustic, lap steel, and slide, mandolin, and production. But freaking yeah. John Paul Jones is doing a lot more than all the other members of the band.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's
0: like, shit, give this guy a bigger cut. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, that might have been partly why he was kind of maybe... I, I'm not going to say was distanced, but of the people who did interviews at that time, I think he was the one who was less in the limelight. Maybe it was because he was a little annoyed that he didn't get a bigger piece of the pie.
0: I, he did just as much work, or more, than they did, you know. I think he should have. But at least he's credited with the songwriting on all these songs, basically. So he's getting a big
1: yeah. cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and and it's interesting cuz um like usually it's Jimmy Page and Robert Plant who are um you know the the guys on the songwriting credit it's it's weird cuz i I I won't get into it a lot but i'll just say the first led zeppelin album robert plant had some issue with his um recording like contract before he was cleared with Atlantic so that's why they say that he co-wrote songs on the first album but didn't get credit but then again Jimmy Page said no Robert Plant didn't co-write anything on the first album so we're talking about who's telling the truth here you know
0: Yeah. Well, this album, as it stands in the United States, I think it was last certified two thousand six, is sixteen times platinum in America. In their home country, it's only two times platinum. Mm. <laughs>
1: it's like
0: they are, they are. Like a lot of English bands do better in America than they do in their own country, <laughs> except oh, here. unless you're Queen. Your queen cannot do any wrong in the United Kingdom. They could have shit yeah. albums here, and their albums go double platinum in.
1: in, in uh, in
0: uh, England like hot space you know nobody cared yeah about that album.
1: <laughs> I had heard I had heard that they they called themselves Queen because they were um, paying homage to the Queen of England yeah so so maybe that was partly why because they were like saying they love the Queen
0: okay Lee now you have any suggestions for the uh, freeform rock fans uh, what any new music or concert videos or
1: anything oh um, I, I, I would have to say that um, um, if if you want to look up some stuff I would say that on YouTube there's various different Van Halen stuff that I had seen there was one that is called 0 which is supposed to be like an album of demos but but if you click on that and then you might find on the list you'll find other stuff like women and children first demos from that album and then there's also some other demos like Van Halen glitter it's like demos from 73 and 74 where they're singing songs um i I forget the name of the songs, but they're kind of um old songs and David Lee Roth is singing really well, and they're doing like cover songs of that time, and they have like Mike Stone on bass and <laughs> and, and um it's it's interesting stuff, so i would say yeah if 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 you look under Van Halen um, like unreleased or Van Halen demos you'll find a lot of very interesting um, outtakes of stuff that sounds a little bit different than the recorded or the studio versions and so yeah that's that that would be my recommendation
0: that's cool I'll give you my recommendations an album I talked about in the middle of this review from 2009, with John Paul Jones, Dave Grohl, and Josh Homme. Uh, Josh Homney is from Queen of the Stone Age, Queens of the Stone Age, and Caius. Uh, Dave Grohl, you know him from Nirvana and Foo Fighters, and then you know John Paul Jones from Zeppelin. This is a great debut album, and I heard they want to get together and make a make a second one. They got like song titles that are so weird, like Mind Eraser, No Chaser, New Fang. Dead end friends, elephants, scumbag blues, bandiolas, reptiles, interlude with lew- lewds. uh Warsaw, <laughs> or the first breath you take after you give up.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Kalagulov, yeah. uh, gunmen, and spinning in daffodils.
1: <laughs> that sounds. That sounds like song titles I I would think of. <laughs> you should check out
0: the album. and Tell me how you like it, Lee. <laughs> oh, right on. All right, Ben, and what are your favorite three songs off this uh, Zeppelin album?
1: Oh, I would say my three favorite would have to be The Rover, Um... Houses of the Holy, and Trampled Underfoot.
0: Got it. Do you have anything to promote your pages on Facebook?
1: Oh, um, well... Um if you go under Lee underscore Gerstman dot podbean dot com you'll find cheese and shaving cream probably the most lazy podcast around where I do it at whim, which means I might do two episodes in ten minutes each and then I won't do another one for ten months. But (laughs) but but there's but but there's always plans to do other stuff on it so it's like it's not completely dead and I have different I have sometimes where I talk sometimes I do like concerts of songs I did a, a few guitar stuff and I did recent a keyboard thing and on YouTube if you look under Lee Gerstman, G-E-R-S-T-M-A-N-N, Lee Gerstman. There's another guy called Iron Man Lee Gerstman, or Justin Lee Gerstman. They aren't me, they just happen to have the same name. But I'm just plain Lee Gerstman, and if you look under my stuff on YouTube, you can see videos of my songs or reviews or other stuff and There's so much that you could Spend a whole day on it and They're a varying quality. I'm not going to say everything that I do is up to snuff but that's up to the person to decide because I, I do a whole bunch of different stuff, but yeah, um, check me out on YouTube if you'd like.
0: Nicely, I would like to thank you for coming back on the podcast again. You're one of my favorite oh. guests. And
1: uh, oh well, thank you. I I enjoy being on your podcast.
0: And I just want to uh, say happy have a happy new year to all the fans and you, Lee, and uh, keep you dr- too. Keep drinking that vodka, man.
1: <laughs> right on. Okay. <laughs> Right on. I'll
0: have my rum and Coke. You have your vodka. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) All right, man. God bless and take it easy.
1: All right. All right. Take care.
0: i have some promos from some friends of mine take it away guys
1: hey headbangers you want your own radio show well you got it on thursday nights here on that metal station join me on the dr fuck show go in the chat room and i will make you my co-host that's
0: right Everybody that joins me in the chat room, I discuss whatever you guys want to talk about. I'll mention your name. I'll say what you say. And we're going to go back and forth. And I'll even fucking play whatever request you want. Unless it sucks, then I ain't playing it.
1: Because my show rules. And only songs that rule is allowed right here on that metal station. The Dr. Fuck Show airs live Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Then they repeat it on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see you there. Whoa, well, no, no, fuck that hope. I better see you there, motherfucker.
2: Huh, three sides of the coin? Nah. Uh, some other podcasts? Nah. Ah, here's one. The Terrence Reardon and Friends Podcast. Yes, folks, tune on in to the Terrence Reardon slash Terrence Reardon and Friends podcast exclusively on
0: Podbean and also on iTunes. And Terrence reviews classic rock, hard rock, metal, and whatever comes to his brain and its albums that he loves. And there's no rap, no country, no current pop, no alternative, and especially no Sammy fucking Hagar. On the show. So tune on in to the Terrence Reardon slash Terrence Reardon and Friends podcast every Friday. New episodes up only on Podbean. Thank you and Merci beaucoup. Hey man, thank you guys for supporting the Freeform Rock podcast. I just wanted you guys to do me a little favor, on the right hand, on the left hand side of my Podbean page, there's a link, it says Amazon link, click that, and if you guys want to buy anything off Amazon, and you don't cost you any more money to buy, It just gives me a little kickback so I could upgrade this podcast for you guys because I do do it for free, and it helped me a lot so I could upgrade and get mixers and stuff like that. And also, I just want to thank you guys for getting me over 2,000 downloads. I really appreciate that. I know it's still a small, budding podcast, but thank you guys and tell your friends about it. And also, join the Facebook page on Freeform Rock Podcast. I let everybody and anybody in who, who will contribute. And also on the pinned post, it's my Amazon link also, guys. You guys have a great day and God bless.